just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> Guess what? You are now listening to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show, and my name happens to be Rob K. and you're not going to believe this, everybody. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my buddy, Callie Alpert. What's up, Callie? Good evening, Robbie. I just said to you off the air, you have an extra little special juju going on tonight. I'm feeling all right. You know, I feel like all is well in the universe, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling it tonight, so it's good. Good. Yes. So, um... Welcome to another episode. Tonight we're going to be talking about asking for help. And if you want to call in to talkradio.myc and give us your thoughts, you have any comments about it, you want to tell us how you ask for help, if it's a challenge, uh, the number is 877-480-4120. And we look forward to hearing from some callers. Yes, we like our callers. We love our callers. Last week we had a couple of callers that were great and we actually sounded like a real live radio show. <laughs> so they say. It was a little crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about asking for help. And um, I don't, is it a challenge for you to ask for help, Callie? Can you help me understand that question? No. Um, that was a bad joke. Okay. First- so here's the thing <laughs> this is planet Earth. <laughs> we are on the air on a radio show. For me, well, I want to say one thing to interject just real quickly, just to bounce back to last week's show. Yeah. I had talked about Michael Singh. Um, it was our, it was our, um, how much to do versus how much to let happen show, mm-hmm. and I referenced Michael Singer's book, and I mistakenly called it the Surrender Project, and it's actually the Surrender Experiment. So I just wanted to clarify that real quickly mm-hmm. for all our listeners out there. Okay. Um, in answer to your question, yes, this is a very, <laughs> this is what is this part three of the Dark Night of the Cali Soul. <laughs> show i feel like i'm getting a little self-centered with the with the topics of late but thank you for humoring me and i'm really glad you don't relate as deeply to them as i do so i just want to acknowledge well not of late it was you know you go back i don't know two months ago (laughs) four months ago i was like yeah i i was totally there (laughs) i guess it just shows that life is always a flow and we're always kind of in and out of whatever situations and we we work with them that well, it's all fluid right and also it's great that we're both not in a bad mood at the same, same time. time right because that know, suck i always think that if the whole world if we were all in a bad mood at the same time we'd be fucked you know <laughs> so it's good it balances balance, out like yes. don't worry you'll get through this i yes. just got through it all right well good so i'm, I'm glad i'm grateful for that Um, so yeah, this is definitely a relevant topic for me. You may have gathered and it's something, um, in answer to your question, historically, yes, it's been very difficult for me to learn, to know when to ask for help. Mm. No, I'm not, that's not true. I've always known when I needed help, but asking for it is a different step. So actually the beginning, I guess the first part of this whole trajectory is how do you know, knowing that you need help and acknowledging that and getting in touch with that because I think collectively there's so much sort of insecurity and shame and vulnerability attached to needing help that we feel like it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to embrace or project into my own situation, what are we going to call it? Monologues of the underemployed? Is that, you know, it takes um, it takes strength. It's I, you know what? I, I actually harkens back to even times where um, in, in jobs where I had to alert people that um, higher ups that there are problems ahead. 
And often people cower away from that, whereas I used to always say, you know, it's sort of my job to recognize a problem before it happens. So somehow I'm just, it's popping into my head that that's a little analogous of this, which is, you know, I guess it takes a little bit of strength to know when you need help. At least I'm going to try to go from that perspective. Right. Because the truth is that I do. And the truth is, is that I've just started to really actively ask for it in places that I haven't ever or a lot lately. Which is good. It's, 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 difficult yeah <laughs> what about you do you know when to ask for help i uh, I, I never need help so oh my gosh if i don't must be yeah so nice i just you. i never ever no no nice. i'm kidding i actually need a lot of help in fact <laughs> i need a lot of help just to get to this studio tonight and be on this show in my life today like just in general you know i've needed a lot of help to get to this place in my life yeah um i was thinking about today I was thinking about how I think in general, maybe it's just in the States, maybe it's a global thing, but I think in general we're too self-sufficient. I think a lot of times we rely way too much on ourselves, what we think, what we feel, Mm. what we think we should do, how we're going to do things. Um, Nice point. Yeah, I think in general, I mean, if you look at the animal kingdom, I, you know, I guess there are animals that are on their own, but most of the time they're in a group or they're kind of helping each other. And I think, you know... For me, I learned very early in life when I was going through a tough time in my early 20s and got into therapy and really started a spiritual path that I I needed help. And I think up to that point in my life, I was used to kind of maybe surviving, getting through things on my own. I'm just going to tough it out. I'm going to be a tough guy. I don't really need help. And then I realized I needed a lot of help. Mm. And especially in things that I couldn't figure out on my own. You know, it's like... I just felt cornered by Mm. some of my own issues. And I think, um, especially therapy, you know, if anyone's out there or if they're listening tonight and they're struggling, they're in pain, they're confused about something, they don't know what to do, you know, please ask for help from from somebody if you can. Yeah. And um, maybe that's professional help, which, you know, I need and I still need. I still appreciate therapy and it's really valuable in my life. Yeah. And to your point about the animal kingdom, it's also sort of the the idea that it takes a village, the whole, you know, just the ancestral sort of history of tribalism, yeah. really. Um, and what a nice way that you put that. You know, it's not something a lot of people think about. We're all so me included. You're so used to just sort of going it alone and making things happen or trying to figure it out. And we don't give ourselves enough time to stop and just create some space to need just to need and let people in, I think. And it's sort of a sad state of affairs on some level of modern day society that we're, we're, our defenses are so um, entrenched that we harden to the idea that it's okay to, to need people and to need help, you know. Um, I was thinking, knowing that we were going to talk about this today, about a um, Paolo Coelho, who wrote The Alchemist, one of my um, favorite authors, and I always think I'm mispronouncing his name, but... <laughs> um, I know I'm close. He wrote um, uh, many, many books, but the one that I read a few years ago is um, Aleph, which is a beautiful story of uh, a pilgrimage that he takes. It's a true life story of him on the um, a, and a very um, sort of informative experience that he had on the Trans-Siberian um, uh, train or rail or whatever it's called, a very, very long trip that he took. Anyway, I remember at the beginning of the book, I think it was his teacher, I'm not getting all these facts right, but um, I think it was his teacher or guide or someone at one point brought him, um, he was amongst some um, Zen Buddhist monks, Mm -hmm. and one of the exercises that they were encouraged to do was to beg. 
Mm. And so he was put in a situation where he was begging for alms on the street for, mm. you know, for money from people, from passersby. Mm. And as he's I've asking, done that exercise. I'm, I'm about to, I'm going to be doing that in about five minutes at the rate I'm going. I, I don't want to, I don't want to dig by that. around here? <laughs> I don't want to, I'm going to watch my manifesting thoughts. Is there a tin cup around? <laughs> if only wait, I had a guitar wait, case. We'll go to the stationery store. We'll get you a bunch of pencils or would you rather apples? We could sell apples on the corner. I don't know. It's a toss-up. What do you think? Well, there's the, apparently, you know, according to Mr. Coelho, this is a very spiritual experience. So maybe, maybe yeah. I'm missing something. Yeah. Um, but the point is that there's a history or tradition with Zen Buddhist monks where um, there's an equilibrium in the world of needing and giving. And so, by asking or begging, I hope I'm getting this right. Um, by by begging, you're obviously in need. Yeah. The person who's giving is also satisfying a need of feeling purposeful or needed or contributory. Yeah. And the action between the two is the equilibrium of sort of a, a higher universal energy. Yeah. So it's a really nice way of thinking about when you feel down and out or desperate or vulnerable um, that it's OK and it's not a sign that you're. It's it's really like I said. I think it really is a sign of um, strength on some level that you're giving yourself permission to be in that space and to express it. Yeah, and that's a hard thing too. Yes, and I'm glad you brought up pride because I think that's the thing that gets in the way of most things in life. You know where they say pride leadeth before the fall. I don't know. Is that what they say? I don't know. Some people have said that. That's nice. But um, yeah. So anytime that I can gain some humility in life, and that doesn't mean being humiliated. It just mm. means being God-centered or you know right-centered or right-sized, and just feeling like I'm a human being amongst human beings. I think that's a good thing, and um, I think usually you know pain, being uncomfortable, motivates asking for help. For me, at least, um, not all the time. I've gotten much better at it. Um, but I think I'm much better at giving help than asking yeah. for help. Yes. And I think it's something that I constantly am trying to get more comfortable with that this person's listening to me. They're supporting me. They, I'm not taking up their time. Yeah. I'm not boring them. And my very, very close friends, my inner circle, I feel safe enough where I know I'm not boring them. But there are even times with them when I'm going on for 15 minutes about something, I'm like, am I boring you? And they're like, no. And mm. I don't know where that comes from. It doesn't really matter. What matters is I'm still trying to grow through that and allow myself to get the support that I give to other people. Yeah. I really understand that. And um, I have very similar kind of dynamics and reflexes when it comes to that yeah. it's very easy um, it is a reflex for me to feel compelled to help people it's something I've done my whole life I'm talking about it now and it sounds a little funny it's not meant to be like righteous or self-aggrandizing um, it's just it does come more naturally and always has and almost to an extreme and maybe some of it has to do with when you're you know if you don't have a family of your own or you're single maybe you have a little more attention or headspace I don't know what I'd be I'd like to think I'd be the same person if I had you know six kids and three husbands at home but mm -hmm. then I'd be something <laughs> then I'd be living somewhere else anyway um, that that's topic is that, that just topic was a little is, fantasy right, 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 right. that's <laughs> the topic for next week anyway, <laughs> um, but I uh, but that said it's just I mean, it's a, it's a bunch of different things. Number one, I do think it, it's just my natural um, personality. Number mm -hmm. two, I think it's um, my responsibility as a human, just sort of my philosophy, 
Number three, it makes me feel needed and purposeful. Yeah. So it's never a selfless thing to give. And so there's probably a lot of that. Maybe there's some codependency in there. I don't know. I don't mm. guess I don't have to diagnose myself right now. Mm. Um, but for whatever reason, that's always been a comfort place for me. Now I'm getting a little pissed off about it. There's little tinges where I think I need a little bit to come back to me now. And this is just being very, very frank. You know, mm. I think about the marriages I've been responsible for collectively, like with my sister, uh, maybe five or six marriages in our you know, immediate circles over the years and jobs I've helped people with and um, attention and shoulders and connections and probably money along the way and all kinds of things that, you know, you kind of just do. And now I'm at a place where, I'm needing some of that to come back, but asking for it takes on a whole different, it's a, it's a whole different animal. Asking for it from people or the universe or both? Yeah. Cause you've been, you've been encouraging me to ask for it for the, from the universe. I feel like it's easier for me to ask it from the universe mm. than it is from people. Yeah. Do you want to analyze that? No, I is think it? that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. You kind of said it all. And scene. <laughs> um, now, that's actually a really interesting distinction, but, though. Yeah, well, it is, because here's the thing. It reminds me. Were you going to say something? Okay. okay. It reminds me of, like, I remember years ago, I was praying and praying, praying and praying, praying and praying, and I wasn't getting an answer. And a friend of mine said to me, you got to ask people for help. God works through people. Mm. You may not get the answer on your own. So you're saying that I can't ask the universe and then quietly the universe is whispering it in the ears of every human being that is that I'm surrounded by sometimes you know, to do it on to do it on my behalf sometimes so um, we're going to invite everybody one more time if you'd like to call in um, analyze us comment share a story or come uh, any other anecdote you'd like um, please join us at 877-480-4120 we're going to take a quick break and when we come back I'd like to talk a little more in detail about um, just the process of asking the different prongs and nuances of asking different levels of people and friends. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Tonight we're talking about asking for help. If you want to call in, the number help, is... Help, <laughs> help. me. Um, sometimes it's the best prayer in the world, just help, you know? That's one of my favorites. Um, the number to call in is 877-480-4120. 
And yeah, we're, we're talking about asking for help. You know, before the break, we were talking about, or you mentioned something, Callie, about how it makes you feel good to contribute and to help people. And I think yeah. that's one of the joys of my life is when I wake up in the morning during my day, I'm trying to be of service. Yeah. I'm trying to make a difference in the world. And it could be something very minor. It could be something very major, you know, but I really want to do a lot of good while I'm here. And it makes me feel so good to help people. And sometimes I have to remind myself when I'm asking for help that that's giving the same gift to that person exactly. to let them help me. Exactly. That's a really, really good point. There, um, and, and to that, I have um, a friend of mine shared a story with me recently. He's somebody who is also in um, a, tr- you know, a tricky place um, in his life. He's been going through a tough time, and now he's coming out of it. And in the process, needs some help in a variety of different areas. Mm. And one of them is financial. And he was speaking with a friend recently, and the friend said to him aptly, what can I do to help you? And my friend told him that he was concerned about some expenses in his life and he didn't know how he was going to pay them. And his friend, who has means, um, offered to take care of a particular expense for like a year. And my friend, who is a lovely menshi person who has helped a lot of people himself, was very moved and touched and probably, I don't want to, I'm probably a little uncomfortable about it because that's a very big gesture. And his friend said to him, you've helped so many people on the way. It's the least I can do. I'm capable of doing it. It's no skin off my back. I'm happy to share. And it was exactly an illustration of what you, you know, what you just said. Yeah. It keeps the same sort of energy and the same sort of dynamic going. It's just turning the tables. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I remember, um, I remember I used to see this homeless guy at a subway station and He'd be sitting on the ground as I was walking out of the subway up the stairs. And he was like very, he's almost like a gentleman, like a homeless gentleman guy. He's very polite. And he seemed like he was really just a smart guy, you know, around my age. And I didn't know his story. But sometimes I would just go to the 7-Eleven right by there, load up a bag of stuff and just drop it at his feet. And I'd just say to him, you know, try and do something different today than Mm. you did yesterday. Just try and do one thing different today than you did yesterday. Just something to to help him out, but also maybe help him get in a different direction or something. But it made me feel so good. Mm. It like put a bounce in my step for the rest of the day, just helping a human being like that, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it can be just listening to somebody. I was going to suggest that, you know, if, if people are wondering how to help somebody who's going through a tough time, just listen. Yeah. Just listen to them. You know, I have friends call me, I have clients call me or, you know, clients that I meet with. And a lot of times I just listen to them because they're not used to that. And let's say, let's just say that the universe is working well, that the universe knows what it's doing, that there's some loving energy in the universe that cares about me and is guiding me and wants me to experience all my desires and have a good life. Keep on talking. Okay. So let's say (laughs) that that is true, which I believe it's true. I believe it's true too, even when I don't feel it. All right. Hallelujah. So saying that, I think that when I'm going through a tough time, If I call somebody, it's almost like they don't even need to give me any suggestions or anything. If they just listen to me and let me get all the negativity out or all the fear out that's blocking my connection to that energy, then usually I'm going to be all right. Yeah, I think, you know, giving help comes in so many different ways. And that's a beautiful example. It's often I remember 
this is a little extreme. My my, um, my therapist, a uh, former, well, I guess for now, former therapist. Maybe I should go back there and visit her soon. Um, but she used to talk about. She did some work with um, cancer patients when she was a nurse before she became a therapist. Mm-hmm. And she used to talk about how when um, she had uh, when they were ill family members and people would come to visit them, they were walking into the room and they were arranging things and shuffling and over talking. And she would say the most helpful they can be and the most consoling they could be was when they would just sit there quietly and hold the person's hand yeah that was universally sort of the best thing to do mm-hmm. um so now this begs the based on and what you just said this sort of begs the other point which is when to expect or to offer unsolicited help or is it always needed to be asked and that's sort of what on some level i'm struggling with now because i have um, number one, given myself permission to start asking for it in a more direct way. So I've taken, mm-hmm. I've gone through this in different, and this is, um, a lot of this is work and work related right now. Right. So I'll be more specific. Um, and you know, first you go through all the different machinations of trying to do it yourself and help yourself. Then when time continues on and you realize maybe you need, you know, you need to try a new direction, then I might write a mass email to people and let them know that I'm available and including close friends. So I'm not overtly saying help I need you please but I'm hoping that there it's inferred that I need a little extra attention then that doesn't happen so now I'm going going to the next prong which is I've literally in the last three or four days summoned up the nerve and the courage to write or to call ideally obviously to make it personal a few very um, close friends that I don't see a lot and some of them are not locals Mm. but that I feel comfortable and kindred enough with to say you know, I need you to keep an eye out for me. I really, really need you. I, I need your help. I get very direct about it. I've asked some few people if I could potentially live with them for free mm. if I end up getting work where they live and it's away from my own home. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very pointed. And it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm grateful that there's a receptivity. And then the other thing that's so interesting is those days where, and we've had those with each other, where you're really in a dark place and you really need somebody immediately to talk to, yeah, just to vent um, and and process something. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's a really hard one for me because I don't want to expect that anyone's available for me in the moment that I need them to. Yeah, but it's happened where I've gone to a few people and they haven't been available, very close friends, because they've got their own stuff going on right. and everybody's got their own dramas and stories and busyness and. And so there's a lot of different layers to this. I'm still trying to sort of work out. And then there's also people that um, where help comes in the most beautiful, unexpected place from the most unexpected people, people that have had a bigger attention span than people that I'm closer with. So there's a it's very interesting and beautiful and frustrating all at the same time. Well, and what if you're going through this? Because part of the lesson is learning how to ask for help. Like, what if the universe is like, okay, I know you want this whole list of stuff. We're going to get to that. Yeah. But in order to really enjoy that or make use of it when you experience it, let's learn the lesson that you need more support in your life. I wish I had a violin to play a beautiful concerto, <laughs> a, little, a beautiful soundtrack to your Pollyanna attitude. No, that's a beautiful way to look at it. And I appreciate that. <laughs> now, shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think that's actually really, I know I'm capable of, I, I do know that. Um, but again, when you're going through anything where it's, it's challenging, sometimes the um, larger thinking is more intellectualized and it's harder to feel it in your heart and your body. Yeah. But I do, um, I have plenty of moments where I'm, I fully believe it. That that's what's going on and I believe that all of our chapters and I don't mean to over dramatize mine there's people going through a lot worse um, 
but I've got a microphone in front of me. So I just try to be open and share, you know, share my situation as, you know, as we do on the show. Right. Um, so I, th- I think, yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's, uh, it's minute by minute, day by day and trying to maintain a healthy attitude and a sense of neutrality mm. as our beloved engineer and, uh, compadre Sam just um, reminded me earlier where you're not even judging or getting caught up in the stress of it, but just sort of living in the space of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, like I remember, um, a friend of mine said to me, I was looking for a new apartment years ago and he's like, just tell everybody. Like if you're in line at the store, tell the person behind you, mm-hmm. tell everybody, you mm-hmm. know, which is basically asking for help from strangers. Just tell everybody, you know, and, um, I'm not suggesting that you necessarily sit there and tell them <laughs> your life story, but if you're looking for a new job, you're looking for a new place to live, you know, things like that, you know, just tell everybody because you never know how the universe is going to work on your, on your behalf. Yeah. Um, and I understand, you know, when I sort of have this positive spin on it, it may be frustrating for you or other people, because if you said to me a couple of months ago, the things I'm telling you, I would have been like, all right, whatever. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm going to get to the other side of this. Now that I'm on the other side and experiencing some of my desires and things that I've been working for for a while, like this radio show, it's like, oh, okay. That was part of the journey, and now I can share the hope with people to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's definitely, definitely important. And um, so just sort of circling back to the idea of needing people, I guess we're talking about this in different, and just to, you know, to kind of um, sum up our conversation, there's, there's the idea of being okay with needing people. There's the idea of being available when someone needs you. And I guess um, primarily there's knowing the moment when you actually are in need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And also just getting back to what I was saying about listening to people. One thing I try and do with people is when they try, when they talk about themselves and they're going through a tough time and then they go, anyway, enough about me. How are you? (laughs) You know, and I'll go, no, 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 that's okay. Let's get back to you. And that is such a gift to people. It's such a gift to people. So just a suggestion for everybody. Yeah. Cause that's not something people are really accustomed to. I don't think like you said earlier, most people, are not accustomed to being attended to for long periods of time. Yeah. And as human beings, it's really what we all need and what we all deserve. Yeah. And whether we give it to ourselves or whether we give it to each other, I think it's a combo. Man, woman, (laughs) we need more of that, you know? I think we just need some more asking for help, support in the world in general. You know, it's something I try and practice. It makes me feel good and Hopefully it makes people in my life feel good, you know? Yeah. So what do we say to, um, is there just a, a postscript to, I'm going back to the idea now of when um, people don't aren't getting that you need them because they're too busy paying attention to their own lives. Is mm. there a responsibility to have an attention span for others? Unsolicited? I think that's part of any relationship that's valuable yeah. to anyone. So if someone isn't responding, maybe... They're not the kind of person that you want to oh. keep having in your life. <laughs> okay, well, there go a few <laughs> things. I just, I just, yeah, I just shaved off a few. I mean, listen, when I'm going through a really tough time, those are the friends I know Absolutely. that I can really count on. Yeah, and that's a whole other, now, you know, this is probably a whole other show, but that's a very rude awakening that can feel very painful and very cleansing and very real. 
um, and ultimately very purging all in the same time is, is when this becomes your times of need become a barometer for your relationships. And so that's, you know, that's a, a note to leave people on too. It's just, it's a way to really um, just sort of gauge the truth yeah. when you're in a place of vulnerability. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you need help, please ask somebody for help. If you, da, da, da. I was going to sing a Beatles song, but I won't, I won't bore everybody with that. Help, um, I need somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we always look for excuses to sing. That's our new thing. Anything well, we, we don't to have sing. to pay for the license to ASCAP for our, on our podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> until that day, when we stop singing, you'll know we're really successful. That's what's going to happen. So with that, we want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We know we have um, listeners all around the globe, which is so fun and exciting for us. So we thank everybody for your support. And um, if you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on our Facebook page, our Twitter, the Robin Kelly show, please feel free to send us any suggestions, um, suggested topics at the Robin Kelly show at gmail.com. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Thank you.